everyone. Welcome to our bonus episode of Exploit It. I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm Kevin Daly. And here we are talking about The Big Dollhouse from 1971, directed by Jack Hill. Women locked behind walls of concrete and steel, guarded by barbed wire and guns in a tropical hell. They call it The Big Dollhouse. picture like the big dollhouse in color same year as women in cages same filming location and three-fifths of the cast yeah most of the same cast different director same producer corman um but jack hill we've discussed on this show before he directed coffee yeah coffee uh very good and this one's not bad either it's better than women in cages it is Better than Women in Cages. Like you said, we get three-fifths of the cast. The other two-fifths are Sid Haig yep. and, and his his uh, sidekick. Yeah. Who we'll get to them. And Catherine Loder has Lucian. Oh, yeah. Fuck. What a thing that character is. Oh, yeah. So the movie just starts right at the prison, and it's playing Pam Greer singing the song Longtime Woman. Yeah, she's a pretty good singer. Yep. If you've seen... Jackie Brown, this song is in that movie, when Pam Greer's character is arrested and she's in jail. That doesn't surprise me, given Tarantino's love for these movies. But it's Pam Greer singing it, you know, and the song is definitely in this episode, because it's a good song. Yeah, no, it is a good song. And we meet, oh god, I almost said Sandy. Well, it's the actress who plays Sandy. Yeah, she plays Collier. Collier, yep. Yep, and she's going to prison for killing her husband. That sounds familiar. And she's just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's prison. She's sentenced for 99 years. Yeah, it's a long time. 99 years is a long, long, long time. That's right. Yeah, and her introduction to the prison, there's like a dead girl hanging up in a cage. Yeah. And Kali just kind of shrugs it off. It's the same prison, by the way. Exact same prison. Same location. Same costumes. Probably the same... Uh, extras. This is like when we did the Joe D'Amato stuff and watched those two Bruno Mattei movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Violence in Women's Prison and Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> yeah. Exact same set, exact same cast. It's so hard to watch those because it's like, I don't know which movie I'm watching now. Yeah. Collier is just kind of like blasé about the prison at first. Until we meet our head guard, Lucian, and Played by Catherine Loder, and man, this woman puts in a performance. Yep. She is, uh, actually safe. Yeah. Unfortunately, passed away a couple years after from complications with diabetes. That she was actually dying on the set of this film. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, she was incredibly sick the whole time, you know, and the tropical weather didn't do her any favors. No, probably not. But man, she puts in a performance. Yeah, that's really good. She gets a posthumous exploitation Oscar for her work here. Yeah. Why isn't there an exploitation film award season? We need that. That's something that needs to be done. Well, there's horror film awards. That's true, but 
That's a narrow part of it. The, yeah. The whole, uh, the whole, the whole genre. Make an award season. Well, we'll do that for our, our season finale each, each time then. <laughs> there we go. Alright. I'm down. You know, when we get to our, our one year anniversary, we'll do the, uh, our awards. We'll call them like the exploities or something. Heavy <laughs> award for best real animal murderer goes to. <laughs> Most sadistic prison guard. guard. That's right. But we also get this doctor that Collier tries to flirt with because he seems nice. Man, he actually kind of is nice. He's just a doctor. Yeah, he's trying to do his job. He's trying to do his job. And she's like, do you see my breasts? That's right. And so she gets to her cell. And again, we get just a glut of people we meet all at once. Right. Whose names I don't remember, mostly. Well, Pam Greer, her character is easy to remember because her name is, is her name? Greer. Greer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's Herod. Oh, Herod's the junkie. She's the junkie and basically Greer's slave. Um, uh, what's the the revolutionary's name? Bodine. Bodine, yeah. And she's kind of like head bitch of the cell. Yeah, but like doesn't tries not to involve herself. Yeah, <laughs> if she can avoid it. Because when she does, they're like, oh, all oh, oh, hail Bodine. That even Greer is afraid of her. And then there's Alcott. That's that's Stokes from yeah. the previous movie. Only here she's not the junkie. She's got the Sandy role in this. She in this, does. In this particular movie. And Sandy's got the uh, Jeff's role in this movie. They've all been promoted. They all, and, well, except for Greer. She is now lesbian cellmate. That's right, she's been. <laughs> right. And for some reason, Pam Greer once again playing the lesbian. She's demoted from lesbian prison guard to lesbian cellmate and let's see here oh i forgot one thing when that they're investigating they're searching collier when she's admitted oh yeah the one guard does the full body cavity between her legs yep. and then just like wipes her hands yeah. off on her uniform like yeah yep uh-huh good enough all right hose them down Yep, yeah, hose them down so we get them all naked being hosed down again and they go to give Collier this one bed. It's like, the girl who slept there died last night. And right away, Pam Greer's like, hey, you should go sleep over with me. Yeah. She's like, take this bunk, because I like being on top. <laughs> That's right. And I'm like, yeah, you bet you do. <laughs> and they have a cat. They do, because the, um, shit, what's her name? Farina. Farina has, like, the ability to speak with cats, I guess. I don't yeah. know. And she's the one native in their cell just like in women in cages there was the one filipina cellmate with all these american girls right and herod we get her addiction and she's like fucking crazy herod is insane she decides for no reason that collier is a plant from lucian right the drug was made her part i mean she's in there for killing her child yeah and she feels no guilt for that Probably doesn't even know she did it. They uh, they seem to imply that she doesn't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, Greer is just able to lead her around so easily. Because she is Greer's bitch. Because Greer gets her the heroin. Yeah. And which apparently comes in a brick. She, like, shaves some off of the brick and then cuts her arm open and rubs it in. <laughs> Whatever works, I guess. You know, and they try to... They give Collier a swirly before Bodine is like, hey, leave her alone. And we meet the wardress, Miss Dietrich, who 
Yeah, she seems like this really nice woman. Totally not a Nazi. Yeah. And she seems, like, very nice that she m- might care about these women. Even the, the doctor's like, I just met the wardress. He, she's really concerned about the well-being of all the prisoners here. Uh-huh. So, uh, it, just kind of like an aside, Bodine's talking about, like, all the revolutionary stuff, right? I'm like, what the fuck is happening in 1970s Philippines? I think this and, is uh, maybe supposed to be South America? Well, okay, so... In 1972, which is the year after this movie came back, President Ferdinand Marcos placed the entire country under martial law and he remained dictator until 1986 when he was exiled, using the idea of a communist threat as a justification. His reign was known for human rights abuses and extreme number of incarcerations and disappearances. It sounds like this might have been the beginning of that. And then Marcos' son just ran for president and wanted to reinstate all this fascism again. It was I was reading about that recently. I was watching a, a show about it, rather. So I got to learn a little bit of uh, Filipino history that I was not aware of. So that's uh, that's something. So thank you, Women in Prison Movies, for teaching me Filipino history. Um, But yeah, so she's a rebel. She's got her boyfriend out there fighting and hiding out in the hills. And I forgot her, Rodolfo or something. That's her boyfriend's name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something. I can't remember his name. Right. But then we meet um, Sid Haig as Harry. (sighs) Sid Haig is my boy, and these characters are goofy as shit. Yeah, he's got his sidekick, Fred, and they deliver goods. They groceries and food and stuff. And um, drugs and cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're watching a crematorium where a woman is being killed. Well, no, she's already dead. She's just being <laughs> being cremated. And Sid Haig is like another fine piece of ass gone. Another good piece of ass gone up in smoke. Yeah, and because it's like Fred's first day on the job, and Sid Haig is trying to talk about like, oh man, delivering per- groceries to this women's prison is insane. Because uh, they would be slinging dick if they could. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, these girls, they get so horny at night, you can hear them honking. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, get that line. <laughs> and Fred asks him if he's ever made it with these prisoners. And he's like, not yet. But one of these days, zap. Well, what's zap? R-A-P-E, zap. <laughs> Which Fred is like, oh my god, you're going to rape them? And he's like, no, no, they're going to rape me. Foreshadowing. We get the girls in their cell, and they're having roach races. <laughs> yes. And, like, is it Alcott has her, her roach named Mendoza, and there's another one they've named Lucian. Yeah. And Greer doesn't like losing, so she just steps on that roach. And Alcott's <laughs> because like, I was going to put him out to stud. <laughs> yeah, I was going to put him out to stud. Like, man... <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a harsh life if you're raising and racing roaches. Yeah, and so they um, that's when Sid Haig and Fred stop by, and it's like, hey Greer, I got a letter for you. If you want it, you gotta let me grope you for a while through the bars. <laughs> Which he does. He fills her up, and he's like, that's good. That's good. Gives her the letter, and she's like, you son of a bitch, this isn't even for me. This is for Bodine. Yep. And then we get Collier giving her backstory with her husband, who apparently was gay, and she killed him, and they go, good for you, that SOB. And was like, oh, uh, no. 
Well, he was gay and sleeping with like the what was he the one of the servants. Yeah. And then she's like, "Yeah, that servant's pretty hot." So she was sleeping with the servant, but then her husband wasn't happy that she was sleeping with the servant. So she tried to kill her. He tried to kill her, so she killed him instead. Then we learn that Bodine's in jail simply because she's romantic with a revolutionary. Right. Greer's in jail because she used to be a sex worker. Yep. But, you know, she slept with some high-powered man and might have overheard things. Probably did overhear things. So she's but sentenced to jail for life they, for they hustling. Did, they didn't want, right, they didn't want to uh, take the risk. Yeah, and that's when we learned that Herod killed her kid. And Herod right. doesn't really react to this. She's in her own world here, just tripping out and dancing. Yep. Nobody knows. Herod doesn't know what's going on. She's completely messed up. And we also get that guard that wants this liquor. Yeah, the Lambadog, which is apparently distilled coconut palm liqueur. Ah. I had to look it up. It's a liqueur? It's a liqueur. Oh, the way they act like here, it seems like it's fucking moonshine. Apparently it's distilled coconut palm liqueur. Maybe it was illegal at the time. I don't know. Yeah, because he does go off about how hard it is to get this for her. Or maybe just the region they're in. It's hard to obtain. It's not like Amazon exists in 1971 Philippines. But Greer gets some good lines here. After she's groped and she's ranting, she's like, All men are filthy. I'm not going to let another man's filthy hands touch me again. They all go out to work in the field before Lucian has found the letter from Rodolfo. Yeah. And she tortures the girl. She's like, this is uncensored mail. And Bodine ends up in the cage. She ends up in the cage, yeah. And she's tortured. Um, They put her in, and I can't remember how she's tortured. It's mostly just Lucian puts them on a bed and lets her hair down and whips them. <laughs> and we get this masked individual. The, the, the masked voyeur <laughs> come in in like a military like uniform. A- Mares are a uniform with like a bag. Like a bag wood. over their head. And just sits down and watches the torture. And it's all like blurry torture. Like we're in and out of consciousness with Bodine here, you know, so we're not really seeing the torture. Right. I think it's like first person experiencing the torture. Yeah, we just see a lot of Lucian with her hair down throwing this whip go, Tell me about the rebels! Of course, she basically says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then we get Alcott and Collier are kind of hitting it off as friends, not lovers. Right. And Alcott talks about the thing she misses most in the world. Men. <laughs> Apparently a good deep dicking. <laughs> She's like, I don't miss, you know, the freedom or the comforts of life. I just miss dick. <laughs> It's like, hey, if that's your that's the thing you miss the most, power to you. <laughs> I, no judgment for me. Herod is high and washing Greer in the shower, but Greer has decided to make Collier her bitch now. Right. You know, and meanwhile in this shower, Fred is delivering groceries and starts spying on Alcott. So Alcott and Alcott notices. Yeah, she sees his like big dumb face staring in the window so she decides to put on a little show yeah sid haig's gotta go take care of stuff which is talk to the guard about the lampanong again yeah right 
Meanwhile, Alcott corners Fred. It's like, did you leak like what you watched? And she's not manipulating him to try and escape. She just wants to have sex. And she pulls a knife on him. It's just like, get your pants up and get it out, or I'll cut it. Get it yeah. up, or I'll cut it off. And he so manages zap. So zap. zap. <laughs> and they're having sex until Lucian comes in and it's like, very good, Miss Alcott. I will kill you now. <laughs> That's right. I told you you'd be next. And Fred runs out of there all panicked. He's like, oh, oh Zap! R-A-P-E, Zap! <laughs> yeah, Sid Hague's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No way, you're full of shit. So we get, um, Bodine is magically recovered from her torture. Like, when she returns yeah. to the cell, she's all beat up, and then she's magically cured. And we get that she's with... She's got the... Heal- She's just got Wolverine's healing factor. It's fine. And so does Alcott, apparently, because she's tortured to shit. Yep. Comes back looking all beat up, but the next morning, fine as rain. Maybe we're supposed to assume it's been like a couple of weeks. I don't know. But they're committed to escaping now that they need to come up with a a plan. Meanwhile, the doctor is concerned about these women and goes to Miss Dietrich, who's like, oh, okay, I'll look into it. You're pretty, you want to have dinner with me? Yeah, pretty much. And they're like, oh yeah, where would you like to go? Oh, let's just have it here, in my office. And I put, yeah, because they can't afford another location to shoot. That's pretty much it, yeah. Herod starts getting jealous about Collier and Greer. Especially since Greer's not able to get the heroin anymore. Nope, because there's supposed to be a breakout and... Turns out she's getting the heroin from Lucian. Yeah, from Lucian, for information. And Lucian keeps saying, I do not have any heroin powder. Perhaps if you tell me of the escape, I will find the heroin powder. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Alcott and Greer are going to fight it out for who's in charge. Yeah, (laughs) in the field, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I put exploitation overload here because Yeah, they, this is yeah, like the this is distilled exploitation. They are ripping each other's clothes, rolling in the mud. Um which apparently Alcott says is her natural element. Apparently she has a history of mud wrestling. <laughs> that's that's what I'm getting out of. I don't know. And Alcott wins by tap out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> She's smashing Greer's face into the mud, going, do you yield? Yep. Greer with the tap in the mud. Yep. So now Alcott's in charge, and she's calling the shots, and they're going to escape. Right. And they're like, who's the main main support in this big dollhouse? we got to go get that bitch, Lucian. So they start a food fight. Yep. You know, which, it's goofy. <laughs> It was goofy. Until Lucian gets the fucking fire hose. Yeah, they they bust out the fire hose and start hosing down everybody in the room. Yeah, and Greer decides that she's going to give it up to Sid Haig in order to help them escape. <laughs> yep. And she's really turning on the charm. Let her feel her up all over, even down under, to where Sid Haig gets serious and he's like, Helen, I like you girls. You know, he's like, are you sure, Helen? It's like, whoa. Yeah. They're, they're actual friends. Yeah. Because he's now well, using probably, her first name. 
They've probably known each other for a very long time. Which said Hank and Pam Greer did, because they did a ton yeah, of movies a lot of together. together. But so what they do is they get the Lambanong, the Lambanong, however it's pronounced. Lambanog? I think it's Nog, like... Like Eggnog? Lambanog? Yeah, yeah. And they come at night to deliver it to the guard, like a special delivery of Otico Special! <laughs> I love this scene. He's like, it's Mountain Dew! And he's charging, like, some exorbitant price that the guard's like, ah, no, no, no. And they're like, here, just take a taste of that Otico Special! And she takes it, and he's like, I don't think you've got enough of a taste, and he pours her more and more. And the way that him and Fred keep saying about the Otico Special. That's right. Definitely at the sales there. You know, and they get her fucked up on it all right away. <laughs> With Fred. Yeah. Meanwhile, Herod is fucking really, really fainting. For her heroine. Yeah, she's she's in bad shape. And Pam Greer has one of my favorite lines where she's like, listen, you tawdry bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, tawdry. Oh. Herod, does, Herod doesn't like it and kills her. Yeah, Herod thinks that she's going to abandon her and run off with Collier and all that shit. And so stabs her right in the neck. Yeah, and the other girls have kind of decided that they're not taking Herod with them, because she's a liability. She is a liability. Pam Greer's reaction was less than convincing to being stabbed. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh. But after they get the guard all fucked up on the Otico Special. That's right. Um, Sid Hay goes, he finds Greer, and is dead. And it's like, Helen, no! And so... Yeah, they they know uh, now it's time to get the fuck out. Yeah, they get the van, all the girls get in the truck, and they shoot their way out, guns blazing. And they're, we now get to the escape through the jungle portion. Um, Which is shockingly short. Yeah, even though we did have one of the first scenes with Bodine just going ham with the machine gun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, she gets shot, apparently, at some point in the escape and decides she's going to go out guns a-blazing, and has Collier run off with the letter yeah. she's writing to her boyfriend. She's writing a letter to Rodolfo. Someday, when all the exploiters have been driven from our country. Yeah, and they're surrounded, because they... Well, they've also taken the doctor and Miss Dietrich hostage. Yeah. And we didn't even get to the reveal that Miss oh, D- yeah. Dietrich was the masked person, and that Miss Dietrich is actually fucking insane. I, I figured that was uh, that was just obvious enough that we didn't even have to cover it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured it the first time that that person. Yeah. But she's screaming about how they're all impure, degenerate, filth, and scum. Not at all. And um, they let Fred go in and rape her. Well, they let, yeah. Well, they let both men, but they they kind of oh you first no 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 you first. And Alcott just like points the gun at him. And is it Fred or? Sid Haig that goes in first and is like, ma'am. That's Sid Haig. Sid Haig's, ma'am. And then just mounts her. She's screaming. That's when the, the police show up. All the, the army. And Bodine goes full out, like, two-fisting, dual-wielding machine guns all over the jungle. She's like, I'm going to die anyway. 
Yeah, she kills the whole fucking army and they escape on the truck. No, they don't. The truck no, goes don't. boom. Well, yeah, they because they corner him, they shoot the shit out of Alcott. Alcott finds an explosive, eats it into the truck, killing Dietrich. Because the doctor's trying to convince, like, Dietrich's got schizophrenia, she's got some sort of post-traumatic stress. I don't know, he's, he's talking about some stuff. And then Dietrich's like, ah, but that's you, doctor. And then all the guards are like, yeah, that's right, doctor, you're the one. And then she's like, no, she's going... And then Alcott's just like, fuck all this, and blows up the truck and kills yeah. everybody. And Collier's like the last survivor. Yep. And she goes down to the road and hitchhikes. She's freaking barefoot. <laughs> and, you know, she's picked up by a guy, and she's like, oh, just take me anywhere. And then we have the absolute worst dubbing. Yeah. Because the guy's mouth isn't even moving. He's just kind of smiling and checking her out, and we just have voiceover. Oh, well, we were going to take you back to the prison. We've been looking for you all day, Miss Collier. Yep. The worst ending for any movie ever. Well, no, that's not right. It's the second worst movie ending after AI. Yeah. But it's because, like, they made this movie and she escapes and somebody along the way is like, nah, let's send her back to the prison and just had somebody dub that fucking line in there. <laughs> it's like they changed the ending. Yeah, after the movie was already made. Yep. And released, they just added this line of, well, we're taking you back to the prison. Yeah, it's like the, at, like, the best boy just doing a line, like, uh, it's the only guy in the room, just have him say it. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's like, well, if this person had actually said that, she would have jumped the fuck out of the truck. Yeah, I don't think that's how that movie was supposed to end. Yeah, so it basically just ends with, we're taking you back to prison. Aw, shucks. Wah, wah. I'll just ride along here uh, with you then. Yeah, right. Obviously not supposed to um, end that way. End that way. Right. But that is Big Dogs. What do you think of this one? It's a better movie than the other one. It Um, is a better movie. It's a lot more violent. Uh, Much more violent. I don't know. Like, the ending sucks. The ending only sucks because someone decided to dub a terrible line over the end, so I guess there's that. Yeah, if it wasn't for that line, it'd be a fine, fine ending. I think it's good. Sid Haig is a fucking goofball. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Catherine Loder as Lucian is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she dies by snake, by the way. Oh, yeah, she dies by snake. She's bit by her own snake. That she was trying to use to torture uh, Collier. I like the scene where Greer's searching her office for the heroin and finds this this cobra. Yeah, she walked into Jake the Snake Roberts' room. Yeah, and then Lucian comes in, and Greer's like, Why the fuck do you have this snake in your bag? She's like, Why the fuck are you going through my bag? That's right, why are you in my office? Snooping around. Her <laughs> guard cobra. Just like in uh, Road Warrior. Yes, the guard snake. But it's a pretty fun movie for what it is. It's a harsh movie, but it's, I don't know, it somehow feels less grim than the other one. Even though everyone dies in this one, or gets taken back to jail, apparently. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm pretending that ending isn't, that doesn't happen. Collier gets away. If I ever watch the movie again, I'm pressing mute as soon as the guy pulls up in the car. (laughs) Pressing mute and then unmuting. Right. There is a 
follow-up movie. It's not a sequel, but it is a another women in prison movie directed by Jack Hill, starring Pam Greer and Sid Haig, called The Big Bird Cage. <coughs> Which we'll watch at some point when we go to Women in Prison again. I don't think we'll pair movies when we go to Women in Prison again, though. Yeah, it's a little bit much. It Not is. going to lie. <laughs> Some genres you just can't do. Right, very much so. But yeah, Big Dollhouse, when I first watched it, I lived in New York, and I worked at those, like, barracks. Oh, yeah? That had a common room where I would just watch movies, and it was normally just, like, really artsy shit. I'd watch the Ford, you know, art movies. And then I put on Big Dollhouse, and nobody cared. I was like, oh man, I'm going to get in so much trouble for watching this movie in a common area. Nobody cared. Two days later, this kid puts on Newsies. And then people were like, we need more regulation of this common room. <laughs> the hatred for Newsies. Is like, you want to watch a big dollhouse in the common room? Sure, go ahead. Newsies? Oh, fuck no. Oh, That's where we draw the line. Yeah. Well, also, he was singing and dancing along. I think that might have been a part. That that might have been a bigger issue. That might have been the bigger problem. If I was singing and dancing along to Big Dollhouse, I'm sure. But yeah, anything else on this movie? No, I liked it. I think it's funny that we have the same cast in the same, basically the same movie. Yeah, which makes it harder to pair them together. I'd imagine they were shot probably back to back, because I can't imagine they those... Those girls flew out to the Philippines, recorded, <laughs> filmed a movie in that same prison, flew back home, and then flew back out to the Philippines to go back to that same prison and do it again. Well, let's see here. Big Dollhouse was released in theaters on April 30th, and Women in Cages was released on October 20th. Oh, Big Dollhouse came first. Yeah, all right. By a couple months. <laughs> that production time, it does sound like they probably filmed them back-to-back, -back, though. Yeah. Or well, these girls were just on a Filipino vacation. They're like, hey, do you want to shoot a movie? All right. It's probably why Big Dollhouse is a more fun movie, because they had fresh energy. <laughs> the girls in the second one are just like, eh, <laughs> yeah, I already did this movie. That they were drained <laughs> when they did Women in Cages. But, yeah, that's these movies. Um, let's do the outro. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review and let others know. Help get the word out. For more episodes, check out our website, exploititpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at PodcastExploit, or on Instagram, at ExploitItPodcast. Or contact us at ExploitItPodcast at gmail.com. We've got a double feature again next week, but it's Jason Statham. Yeah, not not going to be as miserable as uh, this. There are no women in prisons in this. Nope. Uh, we get some ax action exploitation with Crank and shark exploitation with the Meg. And mostly just Jason Statham kicking ass. Yes. <coughs> Which oh. is why you watch his movies. When you watch it, there's a scene in the Meg that is exactly perfect for that. But you have to watch it. It's... <laughs> We will catch you then. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.